0: Hashtag SAFM Life Happens.
1: All right, so what I do have now already, I don't want to waste his time, is Dumisani Muleya, who's a chairperson of the Zimbabwe National Editors Forum, who's now able to finally talk to us. There was a problem with our line there. Thank you so much, Dumisani, for making the time to talk to us.
2: Thank you so much for the good afternoon
1: to you and the listeners. Domisani, you know, I mentioned a lot of issues that are concerning in, in Zimbabwe at the moment. As a person who is looking uh, from a bird's eye view where you're sitting, what is your your utmost, your, at the very top of the list of things that are concerning you right now?
2: Well, uh, in uh, the situation that we're in, certainly uh, coronavirus, COVID-19 still remains a big concern yes uh, even if the impact of it say in relation to the actual infections and that has been very limited effectively compared to other countries uh, it still remains a major concern because um, Zimbabwe doesn't have uh, very good facilities uh, to have a massive outbreak it doesn't have the resources as well so it remains a huge concern but tied to that and most importantly What is uh, really concerning uh, many people around is the issue of the vulnerable communities that have been locked down without their means of survival. As you know, Zimbabwe, uh, basically because of the economic collapse which has been going on for the past two decades, most people don't work. So they survive on informal economic activities. So when you put them under lockdown, basically you are just locking them down to south. And this has been a concern Some of us from day one, but uh, while COVID is a big issue, the real issue is livelihood and survival more than COVID.
1: Domisani, I'm going to ask you if you can just pause for a minute there because I need to go to the news. But I want to con- continue with this conversation and also welcome calls. And, and and I'm sure there are a lot of people listening here who have family in Zimbabwe, who themselves are Zimbabweans, and they want to also share their concerns. If you don't mind, let's just take a quick break. It's 2 o'clock. Let's go to Uti Lesaku for the very latest in SABC News.
0: Pimelo Mutine on SAFM.
1: Seven minutes after two o'clock, thank you so much for joining us. Before we went to the news, we were speaking to Dumisani Muleya, who is a chairperson of the Zimbabwean National Editors Forum. And what are we doing is just to look at how Zimbabwe is managing with COVID-19. And I asked him earlier, what was primary to him as, as a major concern? And he says uh, COVID-19 obviously is an issue, but it's complicated because it's, it's within other complexities as well. Dumisani, thank you so much for for staying with us. And just to elaborate a little bit more on what it is that you were saying, go ahead.
2: Yes, I was saying that uh, uh, the real issue here is uh, the economic situation, uh, the survival of the majority of the poor, uh, livelihood issues, and indeed the continued deterioration of the economy. What will happen is that after COVID, Zimbabwe's economy, just like many other economies, to be worse off. Actually, in this case, it's going to be different because this economy, it has been imploding uh, for a very long time. To put this into context, mm. since the new government came in in November 2017, the economy situation has become far, far much worse. Mm. Uh, only recently, the Minister of Finance brought a letter to the IMF uh, basically raising alarm bells, saying unless if the international Monetary fund uh, together with the World Bank, unless if they were to intervene with an economic rescue package. Zimbabwe is basically heading for collapse with the poverty levels rising to unprecedented uh, situations which have never been seen in modern, the modern history of the country. There are many other complications. So we are dealing with a very complicated situation and the COVID is only going to make in far, far west of Zimbabwe, which already had no capacity at all to look after its health needs and they, indeed the livelihoods of its own people before this pandemic.
1: After the plea that you've just spoken about of a relief that uh, is desperately needed in Zimbabwe, I mean, you've been around for a while. You've been editor of newspaper for a while. You've seen these things happen. That money, should it come through, do you have trust that it will do exactly what it's meant to be doing and it will trickle down to the people and rescue the economy?
2: Well, the reality is that the money won't come. Zimbabwe will not benefit from this uh, rapid uh, credit facility. They are benefiting other economies in the context of COVID. It won't benefit because it has its own issues that have been long-running mm. for decades with the IMF, the World Bank, financial restrictions, financial sanctions mm. that are imposed by those uh, uh, institutions in the context of the United States, and the It won't benefit. But even then, even if the money was to come, mm. the are dealing with a very corrupt and incompetent government government is one of the most corrupt governments you will find in the region. Ever since they took over power, they've been claiming that they wanted to remove Mugabe, who himself was a disastrous failure. Nobody ever imagined that anybody could fail Western Mugabe. Mm-hmm. It was a scenario that nobody drew, because that's a scenario from hell. To do Western Mugabe, you need to be thoroughly incompetent and very corrupt, and which is what sure. the current leader and his regime are. If the money comes, there is no mistake, they will steal it. You'll store that money, it won't uh, reach uh, the intended uh, beneficiaries, and that is a cons- that is why the international financial institutions are saying: before we can talk about giving you money, can you come with a thorough comprehensive reform program, a reform program that will deal with all the political problems that you have been uh, facing? a reform program that will deal with the, uh, all the economic problems you are facing. So before money, let talk reform. That's what the financial
0: institutions are saying.
1: If you don't mind, Annie, there's a voice note that I just want us to listen to. Maybe you can respond to it. Let's just listen to it now.
0: Good afternoon, Pimelo and SAFM listeners. The situation in Zimbabwe is very pity, You see, right now, the government can't give its citizens mask masks you can imagine masks but you're gonna see come elections very soon they are going to move around giving every citizen in the rural areas t-shirt a duke and a wrapping cloth but just right now they can't afford to give its citizens their citizens general masks masks are uh, the situation is very big and the problem is if that aid is given to Zimbabwe it is not going you are very spot on it's not going to reach the citizens
1: I mean that's quite heartbreaking Dumsani you, you want to comment on that uh, voice note
2: yes basically what the guy is saying that the money is if they were to get money or the resources that they have, they will abuse them. They will use them for political uh, political support, uh, buying materials for themselves to prepare for the next election, which is what they always do. All the time when they resources, they abuse them. All the time for uh, maintaining their uh, uh, position in power and for campaigning for the next election. It's never about... Uh, Uh, dealing with the broader economic issues, the people with bread and butter issues. It's always about electioneering in one form or another.
1: Domisani, there is another complexity to the story because as you said, you know, the economy was struggling for for a long time in Zimbabwe. And what you saw, what you started seeing is migration of people, um, uh, economic migrants um, who moved into other areas looking for work. We now see the region with its own problems. There has been lockdowns. There is no movement that's allowed at the moment of people between one country and another, apart from even provinces. Just how concerned are you about people who, just as an argument's sake, uh, people who used to work in restaurants in South Africa, people who used to be domestic workers and so on, those economies have come to a standstill. To what extent will this affect uh, people who used to send money home? Um, Dumisani.
2: Yes. Yeah. It's a, when you look at Zimbabwe, above everything else, that is the politics, economic situation. Uh, let's remember that we're dealing with a human tragedy here of unprecedented proportions. A country that used to uh, be one of the most successful countries. Not just in the region, but in the continent, but which has been poorly totally ruined by leadership and police failures, among many other complex sectors that they fit into that. We are dealing with a human tragedy. What happened with the COVID is that all those Zimbabweans who were working in South Africa and anyway who were been forced to go to South Africa because of the situation back home, the mm-hmm. political and economic meltdown. Mm-hmm. They are not able to feed themselves because they are not working in the restaurants, Mm. let alone feed the families that they were taking care of. Mm. So what this means is that this will exacerbate, compound this human tragedy in the form of the crisis in Zimbabwe that we are dealing with.
1: Dumisani, thank you so much for your take on all of this, and your. Uh, I really want to appreciate the, the frankness in which you opened up to us. Thank you very much, Dumisani Mulea, who is the chairman of the Zimbabwean National Editors Forum, just giving us his take on how Zimbabwe is managing through COVID-19.